The Gaming Grunts present Realm of Shadows, a Call of Cthulhu campaign by Pagan Publishing. Alright, episode four, Realm of Shadows. Last time you took the law to Emmanuel Keel's farm and uh, found that Catherine and Anne were in fact there. Uh, Keel did not do anything threatening. He was not, he was not charged in any way. Um, Ethan made an incredible role, and so now Catherine and Anne are in your temporary custody. You are supposed to. It's unclear exactly what promises were made as to when and how they would be repatriated and to where, to whom. But um, you, at the moment, you have Catherine and Anne in your with you. Um, she gave you a story about how uh, her husband... Uh, is a monster in disguise, and that's why she ran. And uh, so that's kind of where we are. You you back in your hotel? Where where are you right now? Yeah, I think we are back in the hotel with Catherine. Okay. Um, and I'm gonna roll for. What would be the? Uh, I want to see if I know anything about. Um, did I do this last time? You did. There, okay. I mean, there are stories of people who can change their shape, usually through some ritual. Okay. But you haven't heard anything specifically focused on this, you know, nothing that matches these circumstances, but in general, yeah, there are stories of uh, fairies that can take on human form. There are you know, demons that can take on human form. Nothing, like, hmm. specifically related to this. Ask away. So, like to ask both Catherine and Anne, uh, wh- when uh, when was the first time you you noticed uh, uh, the good doctor uh, being uh, a little bit strange or not himself? Uh, Anne, well, Anne doesn't answer. She's she seems um, a little nervous of being around around you. Five-year-old child in a strange place surrounded by strange people. Yeah, I know. Who would have thought it? Um, Catherine says that, uh, I mean, the first time she noticed anything truly terrifying was when she went down to the basement and saw that he had turned into a monster. And that was the, that was, that's what keyed her to run away. Yes. Did he go down into the basement a lot? Um... Yeah, I mean, to do the you know, the laundry was down there. Yeah, you know, we had stuff stored down there. So, yeah, you would go down there every now and then. Anything unusual stored down there? Not that I'm aware of. Um, has the doctor been acting strange in any way? Mm, no stranger than usual, no. Does he uh, does he tend to spend a lot of time on his own? Uh, I mean, he'll go down to the basement every now and then for a little while, not not like hours or anything. But yeah, I mean, he'll he'll do stuff alone. I'll do stuff alone when you know when Anne is uh, he's he's with Anne. Have any people been coming by the house that you do not know uh, very no. well or? No. Do you know if he's been uh, meeting with with anyone in particular that's new or? or uh, he could. I mean, he could meet them at his office because I don't usually go there. Mm-hmm. But not, you know. Once he comes home, we're almost always just at home. What's the name of the uh, his secretary? Uh, his secretary. His, uh, his nurse is named Harriet Porter. Okay. Um, I'm not asking Catherine this. I'm, I'm kind of asking the group this. Have we gotten a full description of, of what what she saw? Yeah. So we, we already have a good understanding <coughs> of all the details of the features of... The kind of yeah, I mean his yeah his his face was he had a long snout or muzzle he kind of looked like a dog ish he had claws his hands were claws 
couldn't see it. I mean, he was wearing shoes, so he couldn't tell if his feet had changed. Still wearing the clothes, just he was. Hmm. On that night, was there perhaps a a full moon or anything uh, uh, strange in the en- environmentally? Uh, April, no, not a full moon that night. want to poke around the house more. Um, she could probably let us into it uh, so we could snoop around while the doctor was at work. It's Saturday today. So well, like plan for Monday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. yeah, I agree. I think we should investigate the downstairs yeah. area. We should also talk to uh, Harriet Porter. See if she's ever seen unusual behavior at uh, the doctor's clinic. Yeah, and actually, Sunday or Saturday, might, weekend might be a good time to visit her because then it wouldn't raise any suspicion. And Franklin would want to talk to his secretary, you know, and not talking to him while he's working. So, um, do we want to go? Actually, do we have other questions for him and Catherine? What are you doing? I guess. We did we um, did we already talk to Oliver and Larry? <coughs> no, you haven't. Okay. Actually, wait. You might. Yeah, have, we you have might have. You might. Yeah, you got one of them. Yeah. You found one of them, not the other. Did we get any <coughs> out of one of them? Uh, there was a shotgun in the back of the car. The pilot was shaking a few things at it in the <laughs> in the bar, right? That was the main thing I remember. Yeah, the story. Yeah, he's he confirmed the story. Yeah, saw saw the shot. Saw what he thought was a shotgun Mm -hmm. in the back of the car. So then we talked to Oliver. That was Oliver, yeah. We can spend the rest of the weekend talking. We can go talk to Larry and Harriet. See if one can provide some other details for us. We obviously have to do something with Catherine and should we return them home or they. They don't. Well, she doesn't want to go home. (laughs) Both of them? Oh, Anne probably doesn't have a choice. What's going on? (laughs) She's probably confused, but. But does Catherine not want to go home? Catherine does not want to go home. No, she doesn't want to go home. Okay. So quickly showed up in Greenfield, what, four or five years ago? Uh, I believe five years ago, yes. And yes, five years ago. Was Catherine already living? Like, uh, did they both move there together? Or? Uh, I believe yes, I believe so. Okay, I'd like to ask her more about um, Doctor Quigley's history, like where he came from, where he grew up, that sort of thing. Um, she says that he's never he never told her. Hmm. They married. Yeah. She doesn't know about. Him. He was very he's a very private person. So. I mean, he, you know, he, he went to, you know, uh, he went to uh, University of Connecticut, yeah, University of Connecticut School of Medicine. But you know, he might. So he's from Connecticut. He went to school. Very suspicious. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah, so everyone from Connecticut is weird. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds suspiciously like an out of game comment. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't know how Brian feels about that. Yes, I don't like those people in Canada. <laughs> oh. So. Okay. Well, maybe we should. Uh, what? What? Should, I guess kind of game What could we actually do with her legally? Um. She has the right to not go back home, right? Yes, uh, although in Ethan, technically, okay, so Ethan's professional ethics would require him to notify, you know, to, well, 
he was hired to find her. So he is he is honor bound to notify his client that he is that he has succeeded. Now he can tell. Now that doesn't mean he has to hand hand them over. It's just that if he knows where they are, if he has discovered where they are, he has an obligation to tell his employer where they are now. Now he could turn them over to back over to the police. They would probably put them in protective custody while everything is worked out. But then, you know. They would ev- they would eventually be released because they they've done no they've broken no laws committed no crimes so they would eventually be released. Mm-hmm. But would Ethan feel obligated to to tell Dr. Quigley as soon as possible, or uh, can we manipulate the situation? Uh, that's where uh, no, he would not necessarily be obligated to say as soon as he knew if he had reason to believe that there was something fishy, which it does sound like you guys are thinking there's something fishy. So he just so so, particularly so certainly the uh, monster person story. So certainly he he is willing to withhold notification of his employer or his, of his client until you know perhaps until until the rest of you are satisfied that it's safe enough for him to do so. Might be kind of fun but to have him say that doesn't mean like waiting a week though. For instance, well, he right. could honestly call up Doctor Quigley and say. We found them at uh, Emmanuel Keel's place. Send him off there. Let Emmanuel deal with them, and while we go snoop around the house, <laughs> that could come back though to us. Then we would lose some faith, you know. When Emmanuel tells them these guys already came by and grabbed them. Mm. Well, they're in our custody. Assuming he's willing to talk. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, holding a conversation with him without, you know, having police enforcement. Well, quickly bring it. So, you know, if we release them back to the police, you know, we could say that, you know, we talked to them, we gave them back to the police, and that way the police can provide safety for them if he really is a nut job. As well as honoring that idea that we um, were forthcoming to the client. And then the police can let her go on the other side of town. Yeah, she hasn't done anything wrong. She'd be far more willing to let us into the house and let us, you know, snoop around and look for suspicious stuffs mm-hmm. than, uh, than Dr. Quigley would. So, Catherine, um, I don't uh, necessarily believe in these demons that you speak of, but you and your daughter seem very uh, mixed up here. Uh, how would you like to stay with us here at the hotel for the next couple days uh, as we uh, investigate and sort this out? That's fine with me, she says. Okay. Would you be willing to let us into your house on the uh, on Monday? Uh, well, um, <clears throat> well, while during the day, you mean? During the day, while the doctor is at work. Yes. Okay. Um, Ruth, you guys, should we go talk to some other people for the rest of the weekend? Yeah. Okay. Do we want to leave someone to protect? Uh, Ethan will stay with her. Okay. Excellent. All right. So, how do we? The, the, the doctor has been the, the doctor has been called back to Boston to treat a patient, <laughs> and hopefully makes it there. Yes. Well, without you distracting him, he can focus. <laughs> he can focus on the road. Who's going to pour his drinks for him? He will, of course. <laughs> yes. Focus. <laughs> So is it still Saturday or are we into Sunday? It, is, it, it can be Saturday or Sunday. It's it's probably mid-afternoon Saturday. And this Larry Portman fellow, uh, is he nearby? Where is he there? You have no idea. You don't know. You know he was at the uh, cafe. And how did we find uh, Mr. Oliver Perkins? Hanging around at the cafe. Hanging around at the cafe. Ah, well, perhaps the cafe seems like a morning kind of thing. Perhaps on Sunday morning we could go. Well, as, as Violet will tell you, it was also more like a bar as well, so. Mm. Oh, it's more bar-like. <laughs> well, it's Saturday night. Would you guys like to take a drink? See if we can find Mr. Perkins? Portman? <laughs> sure. Per- uh, yeah, Perkins and Portman. All right, so you're, gonna go, you're going to go to the cafe at night? Okay. Who's ordering the drinks? It would be a gentlemanly thing to do to buy a lady a drink. 
Very true. Uh, but in, in today's times, being unemployed is particular, particularly <laughs> difficult. Uh, who's got the lowest luck roll? Or luck uh, I got 55. 70. 70. 75. Good thing the doctor isn't here. 70. 70. Um, okay. So, I guess Larry is, Larry and Oliver are probably out shooting something. I don't suppose uh, Nurse Porter is uh, a bit thirsty. No. No. Alright. Well, we have a number, perhaps, that we can communicate. Yeah, could we look her up in the town directory or something? Um, Sure, yes, you can. Alright. Shall we um, give Miss Porter a call? Not on a Saturday night, I think. We should wait until Sunday. Okay. Probably a little later so that uh, she doesn't think, oh, this is something I have to call Dr. Quinley about right away. More something that she feels she can, you know, just mention to him the following morning at work. Well, okay. she also might be at church in the morning, so she probably leave. Couldn't go to church. Okay. So you're going to wait till uh, Sunday, like, afternoon-ish? Yeah. Am I hearing? Okay. Yeah, that sounds good. Who's making the telephone call? Um, Who's got fast talk or persuade? I do. Well, I, I got 45 fast talk. I have persuade. He's 60. Ooh. Wait, I thought, okay. So I'll call her. Okay. Um, Hello. Hi, Mrs. Porter. This is uh, Rand Rayburn calling, and I just have a few questions for you, if you won't mind answering about Dr. Quigley. You are Miss Lairs, uh, correct? Yes, I am. Um, are we asking her? <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen your employer turn into a monster in front of your eyes? <laughs> Is your employer now, or has he ever been a monster? <laughs> Have you seen him associating with people who might be monsters? Has he distributed any monstery literature? <laughs> Do you see clumps of hairs? Have <laughs> I heard any growling? <laughs> Have you ever lifted his leg? <laughs> So, uh, has the doctor been seeing any new patients lately? Uh, not that I'm aware of. Mm. Well, uh, has the doctor been acting strange at all uh, lately? (laughs) Has the doctor been acting strange lately? No, I can't say that he has. Mm. What do hours usually work? Uh, usual doctor's hours, anywhere from 9 to 10 in the morning to... Three in the afternoon. It's a short day. It's a great day. <laughs> does, uh, have any, uh, has he used any unusual treatments on anyone? Has he used any unusual or experimental treatments on any of his patients? That's uh, something of a rude question to be asking, Miss uh, Brienne, was it? <laughs> yes. Um, what kind of doctor is he, do you know? I didn't write it down. He's a GP. Um. Well, I don't know what to ask. We understand that there was some uh, concern with his wife, and we wanted to make sure that uh, uh, things were reasonably copacetic with him, that he didn't drag her away or anything, so we want to... Well, has he talked to you about the recent disappearance of his wife? Uh, no, but I think he's been. I think uh, he's been a little stressed stressed about that. Yes. How could you tell that he was stressed? Well, women can tell, you know. <laughs> How would you describe your relationship? With <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not going to ask that. <laughs> Have you been working as a as Dr. Billy's nurse? Um, ever since he came to uh, Greenfield, about four or five years ago. And since from from then till now, has his behavior changed at all? Is he no still the same old Dr. Quigley? Yes, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Do we have any more questions for her? No. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for your time. Right, thank you, Miss Brienne. Well, that went well. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Okay. Wait, 
some point, I think we're, we're going to have to to talk to the doctor if we can't, you know, find any answers or clues or like to see if he can give us any information. I think we still have to check the basement. But yeah, that's that's a big one, and we should talk to Mr. Fulton as well. So we are midday Sunday. Uh, late afternoon Sunday. Shall we test our luck again at the at the pub? Okay. Make a group luck roll. Group luck? Make, make luck roll. Fifty-seven. Fifty-seven. Oh. You know you ju- no. <laughs> must be a must be a yeah. Must be visiting uh, relatives out of town. Okay, it's Monday, April twenty second. Let's uh, see if we can get into the house without Doctor quickly noticing. Uh, yeah, someone make a general just percentile roll just to make sure that uh, nothing untoward happens. Just don't fall. Sixteen. Okay, that's good enough. <coughs> um, so yes, you can wait until you're fairly sure that Doctor Quigley is in the um, uh, he is at his office. Possibly by calling and ask, making a you know usual prank call. And stuff. Um, as a doctor, doctor in the house. Catherine will let you have the key. She doesn't want to be seen in the neighborhood, so she would. She's requesting to stay behind with with Ethan. That's fine. At the hotel. I was hoping she could tell us if anything was out of place, but you know, guy gets a week alone, he sort of redecorates the house. And Dr. Quigley does seem like the decorating type. Yeah? Yeah? We'll find, like, ancient runes and stuff. So you're cool with yeah. letting and her stay behind? Yes. Okay. Yeah, certainly not going to force her to come along. Okay. You are you are in the house. Alright. That seems a good first place to start. Okay, someone. Uh, you can all make spot hidden when you're in the basement. Okay. 66, I failed. I failed. <laughs> now you want two. Two. You got Thank a two. you. Not two. Thank you. Okay. Put a check, check. Check the skill. Okay. <laughs> yeah, see, that's, that that can be a problem in Call of Cthulhu. It's like everyone, you, you'd ordinarily think, that, I mean, you know, based on the mathematics, there's probably like you know a, a ten or five percent chance that you would all fail, but it happens at the darndest times. And it's like, uh, so you didn't find the important clue that leads you onward to the next stage. <laughs> Good job, occultist. We're going back for one more. Look. Yes, right. Um, right. So, uh, in the sta- uh, in the basement, you find a loose floor tile. Oh, because I mean. The, the basement is not completely tile, but parts of it are. There is a floor tile that has a uh, a depression underneath it in the ground. Um, so there is a cigar box, and there's two lumps wrapped in burlap. Kind of maybe book. They might be books. But they're I said they're wrapped in for last. So what's in the cigar box? The cigar box contains a, a money, about four hundred and fifteen dollars, and the deed to the house. Well, the mortgage deed to the house. Or a box with three hundred and seventy-five dollars in it. <laughs> okay, you've got forty of it. <laughs> Should we see whose names are on the deeds of the house? Sure. Yeah, it's uh, Franklin and Catherine okay. Quigley. Whatever the, whatever the right terminology would be. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, you know, yeah. So what's in the burlap? Uh, to, they they do appear to be books. Let's see. One of them is very poorly bound. It's it's like it's almost you'd almost think that someone was hand, had hand bound it themselves. Really really poor. Uh, that has. No title on the front. The second book is also untitled. Uh, both of them are handwritten. The, hand, the handwriting is different appear, uh, between the two. Uh, the, the second book is uh, very dirty. It's got like 
a little bits of dirt and other stuff uh, on it. Is it is it in languages we can read? Yeah, it's they're both in English. Both in the second okay. okay, so the uh, the second volume is actually missing a large portion from the beginning. So it's like you know you can if you yeah. took a book and ripped out a bunch of pages, you'd leave behind evidence of the spine. So the second book definitely has stuff that has been um, uh, ripped out. And uh, the first is, uh, you know, notes. Well, they're both they're both notes. So are you going to be down here in the basement um, trying to read these, or are you going to just uh, uh, with them and go somewhere else? If there's nothing else unusual about the basement. No, um, nor the house. Yeah, we, we should. Probably take them and leave. I wish probably wrestling else up in burlap, so it takes them a long time to figure out that they're missing. Well, should, yeah. Should we should we leave the the money and the deed? I think. Leave Clearly, the yeah. yeah. I've been down this road before. Trust me, <laughs> it does not end well. Those damn Italians are always stealing things. <laughs> you got a problem one day? Kind of. Oh. Make it. Uh, <laughs> you're trying to make just a gift, conceal, or sleight of hand, or anything of that nature. Um. My character sheet's in front of me. That's all right. Uh. Anthropology. <laughs> <laughs> Try to make a conceal roll, just just to see what num- number you get. Oh me? Yeah, because you're trying to. Thirty-three. Uh, what's your? You have just base skill. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's kind of a. It's not obvious what you're doing. Anyone who was anyone who really cares about that will have seen you do it. But if, if none of you care, then. None of you saw him. Oh, I... <laughs> oh, okay. Take the money? I see. Yes. Okay. I thought it was about the books again. No, no, no. He's, he's, okay. he's taking $40. Okay. <gasps> Got it. Okay. Cool. <laughs> you going back to the hotel? Or with, where, where Catherine is? Or um, Maybe check on Catherine and return the key. And ask her if she's seen the books before. If she's seen the books before. Uh, okay, you're going to show her the books? Should we? Perhaps we should read them first. Yeah, we really should skim them. Yeah, and then we can gauge her reaction. Yeah, like on the way back to the hotel, we can certainly look them over. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so when you look at book number, who, so one of you is looking at book one, one of you is looking at book two. Mm-hmm. Okay, who's looking at which one? I will look at the one with missing pages. Okay. And I'll look at volume one. Okay, who's driving? That means one of the women is driving. Actually, I, I, uh, I should drive. be driving, right? <laughs> just just want to make sure. Okay. Oh, oh it, that's true. It would be your car because right. uh, the doc has taken his car. So, so I'll read the... Brianna's looking at volume one. Okay. Or book one. Book one. Okay. Uh, so book one, it looks, like to, it looks like it's kind of like a diary and or a collection of notes. You kind of read it, and you can you can tell that it's pretty much um, pseudoscientific claptrap. But it appears to be written by Quigley himself, and it appears to be some kind of analysis of something that he calls ghouls and humans and how they can interbreed, and in a way to try to um, produce. The best of both worlds, a hybrid offspring. Interesting. And Quigley says that uh, you know, obviously, you know, his own his own his own effort has been moderately successful, but he hopes that that other efforts by others can be more successful and result in a um, a more viable or more desirable hybrid. Others. So, is that implying that he himself is a ghoul? Yes. Okay. Thank you. And Brienne, you can make a sand roll for this one. A what? A sand roll. Sanity roll. Oh, right. So sanity is right there. 70. 48. 48. Okay, so the revelation shocks you, but it doesn't shock you enough to make you lose sanity. If if you continue, if you fully read the book, then you may lose, actually you will lose sanity if you read the book. Uh, There is a mention uh, of of another book in... So in the first book, it talks about there's this other book that uh, would be useful to uh, consult, but I, I have no access to it, and so on and so forth. But it's talking about a book called Cult des Ghouls, or C- Cult, actually it's French, 
C-U-L-T-E-S, D-E-S, that second word, third word, ghoul, G-O-U-L-E-S. Cult de ghoul. Cult de ghoul. And it's by the author, not that you necessarily need to know this, the author is Francois-Honoré Balfour. 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 <coughs> the second book... Um, the second book is written by looks like it's notes from an archaeologist type person so Brienne might be the one to look at this a little bit better um, but uh, I've got the bits and pieces Ooh. yes, handout okay, so page one, which pass that around page two, pass that around As luck would have it, the cemetery owner has agreed to allow us to freely tour the grounds and even conduct test digs in secret locales. Select. Select. Yeah. Um, the latter, of course, would, ha would, would have to be done in sites he approves. It wouldn't do to unearth some poor soul's remains by accident. June 11th. I keep finding evidence of grave tampering. This always irritates me. <laughs> I've ruled out the possibility of local children. They avoid the cemetery like the plague. The caretaker doesn't agree with me and thinks animals or the wind or soil setting is responsible for tombstones moving. I mean, really, tombstones will gradually, over time, settle to one side or another, even topple over. However, several in one night, and also sudden, new graves seem to have been most <coughs> affected. I cannot claim to be the one who knows much about the placement of headstones, but it seems they would be secure at least for a few years. June 12. Two more stones were shipped, shifted mysteriously last night. Soil in a new grave has sunk into a noticeable depression, almost like a miniature sinkhole. Grave robbers, perhaps? Or could they, or could the local geology just be unusual? <coughs> Merriweather and I are going to watch the, ce the cemetery the next few nights to see if anything strange occurs. Probably just my imagination. June 15. Well, nothing unsure has happened, unusual has happened over the past few nights of cemetery watching. Merriweather hates the duty, but he can't complain about the pay. At least research continues to go well. I have confirmed that Indians did indeed have a burial ground of some sort on the site. I hope to conduct a test of dig soon. June 16th. The test dig will occur tomorrow. The owner said we should dig in an unused corner of the cemetery as long as the caretaker was present to observe to observe for at least part of the time. June 17th. A really strange discovery. Meriwether and I began to dig at the spot designated by the owner today. At first, nothing presented itself. No artifacts, nothing indicating Indians had used the land for anything. Suddenly, Meriwether disappeared from sight. Apparently, he fell into a subterranean tunnel, one formed by the movement of groundwater. He was fine, just bruised a bit. He was quick to climb out, though. The stench emanating from the hole was awful. I presume it is because some of the graves had been eroded away by the formation of the tunnel. Needless to say, this is an interesting find. The caretaker has gone to report this to the owner, so I'm going to take the opportunity to explore the tunnel a bit before someone has the opportunity to say I can't. Meriwether, again, doesn't like the idea, but he's agreed to go anyway. Good man. Don't expect to find anything, but there is that chance that there will be some pottery shards or something else that could shorten my search by weeks. It's worth a go. Is that the end of volume two that, that's there? Yeah, that's volume. That's and this is a set a different hand than Quigley's notes, which are book, the first book. <laughs> right, right. Remember, this is missing a lot of pages. Right. So, but this is this is basically everything that we got from volume two. Yes. Well, this is, this is the important stuff. This is the plot-related points. Gotcha. <laughs> Probably lots of other... June 9th, eggs for breakfast. Right, exactly. Again. 
Goddamn Merryweather's trying to poison me. <laughs> um, so, effectively, getting this takes the rest of Monday to, re- to read all to read the relevant portions of both volumes or both books. Okay. Can I make an archaeology roll to like figure out where he is digging? Uh, not yet. You can't. Uh, yes, if you want to start, if you want to start tracking down where this other one is, you may be able to use that later. So roll now or? No, don't roll oh, yet. Because okay. uh, you're in your hotel room right now. Okay. Catherine's still there. Yes, Ethan's still there. Anne's still there. So I, I don't think we should show her the first book because that would make her really upset. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a good thing we looked at them before <laughs> letting her read them. <clears throat> But uh, we can ask her about the the second book. Certainly, <coughs> she's never seen it before. Uh, has Doctor Quigley ever shown interest in <coughs> archaeology, or not? As far as she knows, she certainly never. As far as she knows, she hasn't gone up. He hasn't gone up to the cemeteries or anything like that. Or does he have any friends or relatives that or study studied anthropology <coughs> or archaeology or had interest in these? She doesn't things? think so. No. She noticed if the doctors come back with dirty dirt in his fingers <coughs> or dirt on his clothes. No, he's usually a fairly neat person. I mean, he's a doctor. He can keep his fingernails clean. <coughs> yeah, right. I surreptitiously slip her forty bucks just in case it comes in handy for her escape later. Uh, make a roll. Twenty. Stick it in her purse while she's not watching. So, um, well, she's probably never heard of Meriwether. Uh, Lewis and Clark expedition. <laughs> Has uh, Catherine? Have, have you? Have you ever heard the doctor talking about strange topics, the creatures of, of, of a strange variety? No. Is there, is there a local cemetery? Like, uh, Yeah, there are local cemeteries. Any of them have had problems with grave robbers or, or with headstones sinking? Is there she hasn't seen anything in the news that she's aware of. But she hasn't been looking either. Greenfield has four cemeteries. So you should go visit them and, and talk to the groundskeepers at each one. It seems like if they had better doctors around here, they wouldn't need so many cemeteries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um. Can we get an idea of how old this, these pages are? Uh, the first volume looks, I mean, it's crudely bound, but it, it looks like it's relatively recent. I mean, you know, if, 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 assuming it's Dr. Quigley's, it's probably no more than, you know, 40 or 50 years old at the, at the most, possibly less, depending on when he started writing it. What about the second one? Um, that's hard to tell because it's in such poor condition, so you can't really tell is it because it's, you know, it's got dirt and other crud all over it. Is there anything that I would be able to tell if Yeah, it could have been buried in the dirt. It could have been... I mean, it seems relatively recent. I mean, it's not its not like ancient. It's not like a book from the, 18, you know, from the early 1900s, well, well, from the 1800s or anything older than that. Okay, so, it's, so it could be like local... You could be talking about local cemeteries based on the age. Yes, it's certainly possible. Shall we? So, I mean, there, there's lots of things that we... We need to do here, right? I mean, I think one thing that we can do is we can go to the library and see what we can find on the cult of the the occultic rules. Um, And we can also research cemeteries. uh, We can go by the cemeteries during the day and talk to the caretakers or whatever they're called, (laughs) undertakers, and to see if if one of them's being hit. Um, And then there's something. Well, yeah. And so if we find one that's hit, then we. Ethan's wondering, what are we going to do about Catherine? 
Are you, are you going to are, are we going to release Catherine? Well, what are we going to do about Quigley? Are we going to let him take custody of Catherine and Anne back? Yeah, and, but and I think before we answer that, I think we, we should we should know how we want to talk to him as well. Um, do we want to even broach the subject until we have more information, or do we want to try to pry, like pry? How would we, what would we be asked, asking about his interest in <laughs> graveyards, or? It, it's we, tough. I mean, we, we, <laughs> I mean, we, we, also, we also have to decide if we, want, if we want to go back and replace these items now that we've kind of consumed them. You know, perhaps if the doctor finds out. In, in, in essence, if the doctor's doing something suspicious here and we've got some evidence of that, we might want to keep that evidence, but we also might not want to tip him off because he might might. I think we have to pick which one we want to, which route we want to take. I mean, Ethan will say there's nothing obviously incriminating about ownership or even the contents of those books, necessarily. There's no law against owning a book or even writing a book that's got weird stuff in it. There's nothing, there's no law against that. Right. That doesn't come until fifth. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, we, we should, we have to tell the doctor that we found his wife, but we don't have to give her back to him. And if she has a legitimate concern for her safety, she mm-hmm. has the right to remain away from him, right? Mm-hmm. And can she file a... Um, she, yeah. Well, the notion... Ethan will say that, you know, if she... if she, She'll tell us out of earshot of Catherine, this discussion between, the, between all of you. <coughs> um, if she persists in using the line of... He, is a mon- he turned into a monster, and that's why I ran away. That could be a sign, could interpret it as a sign of mental instability. She wouldn't be able to necessarily change a child. Or she could She could be left. She could be... Um, right now? She could be... I'll, I'll keep it short. Um, put it in, she could be put away in an asylum and could lose custody of him. Um, like to ask Catherine, Catherine, how, how, what would you like to do right now? I mean, obviously you don't want to go home. No. Um, what What would you like to do if, right now? Uh, I want to get away. Do you have uh, any family members that you can go stay with? Um, well, yes, but you found the one that was most likely to protect me. It, it is a lot easier to, to disappear in the 40s than it is today. Yeah. But she doesn't have like, the means to take care of herself and her daughter. Right? She can get a job as a waitress or something like that. That's, yeah. I think it's better to let her go. You know, say we found her to the dock, but give her a head start so to speak. Because reading these books, I mean, these, these are terrible things. You know, when I wouldn't want to send someone back to that kind of environment. Right. To be experimented on. But these books here, I mean, these uh, are like... Uh, the, the experiment is already concluded. Right, but she, he could do it again. <laughs> In theory. The first experiment is concluded. Yeah. The first experiment is concluded. But, I don't know. Well, I mean, I'm all for letting her go. The question is, what do we tell the doctor? Right. Um, that, you know, it neither points him in the direction of where she's headed, mm-hmm. nor gets him mad at us enough to take us off the case. Right. Well, we could say that we found her at Keels, because that's where we did find her, and that she goes another direction. I don't know. Are we having this conversation with Catherine? No. If, no. If, no. If you don't want to, you don't. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, we could tell him that we we found them at Mr. Keel's house, and that's where she is. And then the doctor can go pursue, mm-hmm. but that she didn't want to come with us to go back home. Right. 
Um, and then that, that, that kind of segues nicely to asking his questions. Ethan says, the, I mean, if he asks the police, they will say what happened to Catherine. So that we, they were, we that they were released into our custody temporarily. We should be forthcoming then. Because as soon as we lose his trust mm-hmm. at all, we, we, we're going to be shut out of information. Right? How much information is he going to give us, though, if, if he is actually a monster? Well, that's the thing. We, we're almost not going <laughs> yeah. right. to say that. We kind of have to trap him if, 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 in, in essence. Yeah, I doesn't know that we know that he's a monster. <laughs> He wanted us to go get, just to find his wife and daughter. Mm-hmm. And so we could say we found her, and we were, he wanted to bring her back, and she was gone. Um, and that she just ran away. If we want to, if, I mean, we could, mm-hmm. you know, essentially, we have to lie, one way or another, right? right? Well, to be fair, he did misrepresent himself both as a human being <laughs> and about those strange <laughs> men. So, you know... It's not like he's a sterling human being. <laughs> well, what he mostly, what what he technically what he hired, what uh, quickly hired you to do was to return the daughter, re- return the daughter, mm-hmm. return just the daughter. And if unable to retrieve the daughter, wants to know the location so that he can inform the state authorities and let them handle the matter. So could we say that that we were going to return that Catherine did not? Want How to long go can back? we get away with not talking to him? Just at all. Uh, well, Ethan will say, well, if we want to get paid, we have to successfully conclude the case. Because hmm. he didn't, I mean, he didn't offer, did he offer money up front? No, no money up front. Maybe a little up front. I thought he gave us a little Yeah, bit $50 up front. Yeah. But then the, the actual rest of the payment. she gave us the slip. Maybe she just ran away. That we had the intentions of... Yeah, we, we tracked her down, found her, we're bringing her back and, you know, when our backs were turned collectively, because we all went to the bathroom at the same time. Exactly. And she just started. It's like you can't trust people now. So your story is... Yes. Uh, We're going to hold off on actually delivering the stories as much as Ethan will let us, but um, I think we are going to go with she got away from us after we were bringing her back. Uh, Okay. Um, Ethan says that 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 may work on the client. That might be harder to explain to the police, but not impossible. Mm. Um. But not impossible. <laughs> uh, he will wonder what we'll quickly do. Well, are are we sticking around here afterwards, or are we just skedaddling? Ethan will ask. Um, I want I want to investigate this a little bit more to see what this doctor Quigley is up to. So Ethan will say, "Does he think? Do you think that he will eventually find that we know that he that, that we will he find out that we know what he is? And if so, what will he do once he finds that out?" That's a risk I'm willing to have you take. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we have to... Maybe we have to play along a little bit. Okay. Yeah, but, uh, you know... I, I can't pass up the opportunity to, you know, go look at a, a real-life ghoul... Right. So, so, but you know, what is the premise that we're kind of working under if we're if we're continuing to kind of investigate, but we kind of failed our direction? Yeah. What? Yeah. What's the, what's the cover story for remaining in in Greenfield? It can, yeah, and then continuing to pry around and ask questions and all that good stuff. Hmm. Maybe get Catherine Kairos figure out how her. Try and figure out where where she uh, supposedly. Left for this time. 
No, I meant have her hire us as to why her husband is a, um, like a monster. <laughs> we'd, be, we'd be happy to investigate this, uh, this <laughs> husband thing for you, Mrs. Quigley. <laughs> uh, well, uh, well, if you ask her that, she will say that she can't afford to pay you anything. Which is true. <laughs> <laughs> so, in, in essence, what, what I think it buy us some investigatory time. Um, is if we, if we we put together the story that that she got away, mm-hmm. uh, she ran away with the daughter. We wanted mm-hmm. to help get her back. We need to ask some questions about you know where she might go, things like that. Him, yeah. Um, and then we can kind of weave in a few other questions if we, if we want. We could also yeah we could also you know try to understand why he's trying to get the daughter back. Well, that should be obvious. Make, make, an, idea, make an idea roll. Make an idea roll. Yeah, I mean, well, Anne is the product of the experiment. Does your daughter play well with others, or are you a horrifying alien from beyond the stars? You know, subtle questioning is like, lines of questioning like that. I think Violet had an interesting point, too, as to continuing, do you want to let him continue to potentially perform other experiments? And and, and if, does, if Catherine doesn't even know, does Catherine have an idea what's going on with her daughter? No. Do we tell her? That's right. The, yeah. And would we want to just let her just go off? I mean, I don't know a lot about ghouls, but when the beast nature takes over, <laughs> I imagine things just happen. Um, well, I mean, you can look at her picture. See well, what... uh, we've also met her. Does she seem like a sweet kid? You know, she's she's very shy, but she doesn't seem uh, she doesn't seem to have any behaviors that you can tell that would indicate anything feral or violent. Has she tried to claw my face off? No. So she's one up on my kitten. Yeah. Okay. Should we ask the daughter some questions? She probably wouldn't answer. We're strangers. It's called, candy called lollipop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Back in the day, they used to have those big gumballs. Yeah, it took up your whole side of your face. <laughs> Jawbreakers. Yep. Alright, well it sounds like this is probably a good place to yeah. Yeah. figure out what you're going to do next with Dr. Goodwill.